I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace, and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before, and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. You think I would know after two decades, you think a light bulb would go off in my head like, Teresa, something crazy is about to happen here. No, I am always blown away. This was the most insane reading. Listen from the second I start speaking to Jordan and Shandy, and you'll know who you are out there. I need you to pay attention to those unique things that I say, because this reading, it completely comes full circle. I mean, spirit really just completely exceeded expectations of things that I've never had before. And I don't think I ever will. I mean, the things that I witnessed, felt, and saw during this reading, and the way that they did it with such dignity, in a sense, is absolutely incredible. My mind is still blown. I can't even think at this time. So I hope you all enjoy and find healing, faith, and hope in this week's episode on Hey Spirit. So who do we have here today? My name is Jordan, and this is my mom, Shandy. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. That's your mom? I was going to say, is this your, like, your friend? I thought it was like, (laughs) it's me and my friend. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, you look marvelous. Pleasure to have you ladies with me today. First, I want to thank you for allowing me to share my gift with you, but more importantly, for being a part of Hey Spirit. The thing that I love about what I do, but more importantly about the podcast, is that each week we're helping someone heal in a different way, whatever that may be. Or just giving someone the courage to get up and get out of bed one day or go out and do something for themselves. So I want to thank you for being a part of that and trying to heal the world in a sense. Thank you. So how did you guys get on Hey Spirit? Did you call the hotline? I actually was scrolling through TikTok one day and one of your TikToks came across my feed and I was like, oh my gosh, like I used to watch your show on TLC all the time. 
and my mom always wanted to come on your show and get a reading and so I was like okay like I'm gonna call the hotline and send in a thing and then you guys just messaged me yesterday on her birthday <laughs> yesterday yeah see that <laughs> see now this is what I love is because people I'm a firm believer that there are there's no such thing as a coincidence things happen for a reason and even sometimes through tragedy I think it's important why I say this a lot is because things really do happen for a reason. And sometimes we only look at that one piece or that one thing, right? Especially when there's, a, when there's a tragedy or when we have to continue our life without someone. I have to believe and know that things really do happen for a reason, even in our darkest moments. And that, but always remember that, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. But more importantly, there's sometimes a bigger purpose. There's a phrase that I've been using lately, um, you know, because I always say it is what it is. It is what it is. But honestly, at the end of the day, it is what we make it. We have the power to kind of change that a little bit and help us heal. So even though you're familiar with on what I do, whether you've seen me on TikTok <laughs> or Long Island Medium, or maybe you just listen to the podcast, I always like to give just a little quick speech, how I read, connect with the souls of the departed, but more importantly, what you can expect over these next few moments. My wish for the both of you is that you know that there truly is more to life than just here in the physical world, but more importantly, that your loved ones are still with you, but just in a different way. Still loving, guiding, and protecting you from the other side. As I'm giving you my speech, what is happening? happening there's two souls there's a mother and a father energy so sometimes when I feel a mother and father it could also be grandparents could they could also be aunts uncles it just they ha you had to have shared that parent bond with them and they're like both fighting to get through like this doorway if I want to say who's gonna come through first so does that make sense to you yes so I don't e I didn't even get through my speech they're already trying to fight through but I feel like is this your mom Yes. <laughs> okay. So Jordan, this would be your grandmother. I don't know. She was like this little itty bitty thing, but I feel like then there's this taller soul, whether if this is dad or the grandfather. And she literally just like really pushed him completely out of the way. Like I'm coming through first. <laughs> would that sound like her? Yeah. Very much so. And and I said to her, I feel like she's like, no, they needed to know how strong I am on the other side. They need to know that I am okay and that I am my strong self again. Does that make sense? Yeah, she was always this strong one for us mm -hmm. three kids growing up. Like, we always thought she was unbreakable. Right. I feel like she went so quickly. Now, when spirit snaps their fingers at me, Sometimes it is tragically, but a lot of times, even if it is with a health issue or something health related, it just means that we feel that they left quickly. Like there wasn't enough time. There should have been more time. We should have been able to prevent this, or we should have been able to give her more of a, more of a quantity of life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was sudden, like tragic. tragic yeah. She talks very fast. Is that her personality? Yeah. She just showed me like four different subjects at one time that she wants to talk about. And I'm like, whoa, mm -hmm. whoa, whoa, we, we can't go this fast, but that would be her, right? Her personality? Uh -huh. Yes. So I'm going to go back and I, I want to explain to you what she first showed me when they put me in a car. Okay. Now this doesn't mean that she died in a car accident. It's just my symbol. And when they switch my seat in the car, that's my symbol for that something had to have changed that day. 
that we feel that, let's hypothetically say, you were supposed to drive her somewhere and then someone, and she ended up driving herself or someone else ended up driving her and then there was this car accident and then she died and we feel, oh my God, that's my fault because if I was supposed to drive her, this never would have happened. I don't care what the scenario or the situation was. If thing, if we feel that if things changed that day or we did things differently, that she would still be here. Is that correct? That's how I feel. Yeah. Okay. So now this is the other thing, Jordan, you might not feel that way, but this is the way your mom feels. And what I love, what she is also acknowledging here in this moment, Shandy, is that we can, the only thing that we have in common is that we lost the same person. The way that we heal, the way that we grieve, the way that we feel is completely different. And nobody's right and nobody's wrong. And she says, I need you to stop. I feel like your mom's very dramatic with this. You need to stop carrying my death on your shoulders. Do you understand that? Yeah. It was, uh, I always tell myself if I wouldn't have gone to church that morning, it would have been okay. Nothing would have happened. She says, and did you ever look at the other side of the coin of what could have happened if you didn't go to church? She says, you're only looking at that. I would still be here. She says, you don't know that. How do you connect with the head? She was shot in the kid. Okay. Now I understand our whole conversation of what I said to you earlier. I say things for a reason. I never know what is going to happen when I go in to a reading. I have certain things that I like spirit to talk about or I like to say in my speech. What your mom has already proven today is that it was about what she needed me to say to you before we started. That even through our darkest day and through our tragedies, things happened for a reason that day. And she says, I need you to start looking at that if, what happens if you didn't go to church, what could have happened? You don't know what would have happened. No, I just always thought that if I would have stayed home, then everything would have been fine. She said it wasn't your responsibility to save me from him. Do you understand that? My dad shot her and then shot himself. Well, she just, because now I said to her, I go, is this why you needed to get through that door first? When I first got to the other side. Because I saw your dad, but I didn't hear anything from him. I only heard it from her. I could just describe. So what that means is that his soul is learning. Like she's able to lower her vibration enough. Do you understand that? To be able, but I can't hear anything from him. She's telling me the information from him. And that's the way it typically was in their relationship anyways. She said, I need you to know that it wasn't your responsibility to save me from him. She says, and you know that. I know that. I know that it, I've always felt like it was for both of them. Like she wanted it as much as he did because she was like, had a brain tumor. And so I think that they were both So now you just understand done. the head. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. So she says, that doesn't mean that you would have been able to have stopped him. Did your mom have trouble eating? It was more of gaining weight. She wouldn't eat a lot, but she would never lose weight. Okay. So it was weird because I don't know, you're going to have to interpret this yourself because I, 
she said it to me over and over that now, first of all, how would I have known that it was a man, right? She specifically had me say that you could have prevented him from doing that to me. And then when I looked back over, I saw your dad like doing things and I was like, what is he doing? And your mom looked at me and she said, we thought about it many different ways of how I could die without suffering. And then she showed me like, do you remember the movie Flowers in the Attic? No. Okay. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> I guess you're too young for that. I, I don't think I ever watched the entire movie, but I, the movie I believe is where this woman poisoned her children. She hid them in the attic and put like this powdered sugar on the cookies. And you're, I saw like your dad doing that. Like we thought about all these different ways of maybe digesting something. And then your mother made me feel like, oh, I would never eat that. I would never eat that. So that's why I asked you, did your mom have trouble eating? Or she says, I can't eat that. She would say that she wasn't picky, but there were certain things that she absolutely wouldn't try, said she didn't like, but she had never tried them. So I understand that. Okay. And look, a lot of times this is so you understand, because when I was talking about your parents and I said, I didn't hear anything from your dad, I looked over and I saw your dad, his head was down and I watched tears drip from his eyes. And he said, I heard, I'm sorry. I have always believed that. I almost feel like this was like a Romeo and Juliet pact type of thing. I don't even know if that's correct. I don't know if there's medium etiquette or not, Shandy. But I feel like I don't even know how to describe what your dad is trying to show me. Because I feel like he's like, I take full responsibility on what transpired that day it was this spur of the moment decision and it was oh god forgive me for saying this in this way like it was the easiest fastest quickest solution is how your dad is making me feel and your mom looked at me and she said I asked him to and I believe that 100% I said to her I have a symbol for murder-suicide, and she says, well, it wasn't like that. And she made me feel like it was almost like a pact. That's why I said to you, Romeo and Juliet. Does that make sense? 100%. Did your dad have an issue with his body? I feel a stiffness or tightness to his body. So did he have arthritis or like some type of condition where like things hardened in his body? Yeah, he would always get leg cramps and hand cramps <gasps> and all that stuff. You would always eat a banana every single day. I remember because my mom would go on vacation and we'd be in a hotel room and he'd wake up in the middle of the night and she'd have to rub out his legs because he would get cramps in them really bad. So I asked them to validate that I had interpreted the information correctly. And that's your dad literally made me feel that Do you, you understand that. Mm -hmm. I, when I, I'll get hand cramps if I'm tense. And I always am like, dad, that's you. <laughs> like I'm always rubbing my hands thinking because he's the only one that, I mean, his hands would literally. He almost showed it to me almost like an arthritis type of thing. Like it was almost like that I couldn't then even move my hand. Yes. He'd sit at the kitchen counter, rubbing them out, rubbing them out because they would be so bad. 
So I asked your mom something interesting, and I never had this before. I asked her a question about how I was able to channel certain things, and she looked at me, and I actually watched your dad's soul start to rise on the other side. So know that by just connecting with him today and allowing his soul to push through that door has brought his soul to another level on the other side. With your mom's help, I can feel certain things from him. I asked your mom and she says, and my daughter has always wondered, regardless of what had happened, if his soul was with me and if we were together in heaven with God. That was one of the first questions I asked to wait at church. So I was scared that he would he wouldn't. And how astounding is it in this moment of I could I, I said to you even in the beginning, I could see your dad. I could see him, but I didn't feel like hearing anything. Your mom busted through. And then it was like your mom had to say what had happened. And then when I looked back and I heard him say, I'm sorry. And then watch the soul almost like graduate to a next level. So I can feel and hear some things from him with the help of mom. And I'm going to say this. Your mom literally looked at me and said, and Teresa, he takes full responsibility for what transpired that day. But I don't think that's fair. No, Listen, there's a difference in taking a responsibility. Do you understand that? And intent with malice. Fair enough. So he says, I take, and I feel like your dad had a strong faith. It's, I take full, he goes, I take full responsibility. And then it's almost like, and then in the eyes of God, I feel like he's, like it was important for his soul to take this full responsibility. Do you understand that? And every time I say that, your mom says to me, I begged him. I asked him. She says, and this was not the first time that I asked him. I understand that 100%. And I'm going to say your mom made me feel like, Shandy, that you literally heard your mom talk about this. Is that correct? The night before it happened, she told me that she was done, that she didn't want to live anymore. And I ignored it. <laughs> She says, but you know that that had nothing to do with you. She said that had to do with me being afraid and not wanting to continue the fight because I couldn't do it. She made me feel like that she, I don't know, she had just gone to the doctor or there was something that the doctor had told her like what the next steps might be or what she might be expecting with her diagnosis. Is that correct? So she kept a lot of the doctor's stuff from me because the one time I did find out what the doctor told her I didn't approve and I didn't like it. And after that, she never really talked to me about it anymore. She had just stopped letting my Aunt Mary take her. My Aunt Mary was taking her to all of the doctor's appointments. And then he started taking her to every doctor's appointment, like right before everything happened. So... What I admire is, again, 
her taking the responsibility because I said to her, I said, well, you just can't say that I asked him, I begged him, I asked him to do this. And this is what she's showing me. And you just validated it because now your dad was taking her. And it must have been something that the doctor said showed what this could be, what this might be like. And she said, I could not do that. She says, not only for me, but for the rest of my family to watch me deteriorate like that. She literally used the words, it would have been cruel. I'm going to say this. I've never had this before. I've never had someone be so like your mom, like I stand by my decision. I don't, and, and I feel like your dad is, I still don't like it. I'm still not okay with this, but it's almost like your mom, she says, you don't understand. She says, I just wasn't the same. Your mom looked at me and she says, my daughter and my granddaughter are, they are a part of me and so much of me, but they are nothing like me. Do you wonder, does that make sense? And I feel like it has to do with the way that she handled things in life. Cause she made me feel like you're much stronger than she ever was or could be. So I feel like even though she was our rock, there were certain things that she wasn't good at. Mm-hmm. And one of her friends had told me because one of my things that I struggled with was why me? Why did I have to be the one to find them? And her girlfriend had told me because they always, sh- everybody always thought your sister was the strongest, but your mom mm-hmm. said that I, I was the strongest. Jordan, can I ask you this? Did you have a dream or an experience of your grandparents or did you think you saw them? Yeah. And you saw them together? So there was like two separate occasions. I had a dream about my grandma. And then there was a time that like I was really scared at night and I couldn't sleep. And I had closed my eyes and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to sleep. And whatever happens, happens. And I had felt like this big, like, thumb hooked down on my forehead. And I swore that it was always my grandpa. So know that that was real. Know that what you felt, sensed, experienced was their souls. And if their souls weren't safe and at peace with God, they would not have been able to do that. I'm going to say this, Shandy, to an extreme. I struggle with mental illness. Mm-hmm. Depression. She says, and, and that wasn't from the time that I was diagnosed. She said that was my entire life. And that's something that your father always was able to kind of understand. She showed me like he was able to coddle her through that. He was very soft and gentle and caring with her. And she says, and, but he couldn't help me with this. He couldn't make this better for me. What an unbelievable moment that your parents just allowed me to experience to show this side of your father, of how he coddled and, and 
supported her through so much in their life. And this one thing that he couldn't make better, she says, and that was one thing. He always did what I asked him. He could never tell her no to anything. And I feel like I looked at him and he said I couldn't watch her suffer. Were they right next to each other when you found them? He literally said to me, you want to know what happened and how it happened. I always have. And I said to him, I don't know if you can bring me through this. And he said, Teresa, you have to. He made me feel like put her down. And it was almost like she just turned her head. And then I saw him. He said, I said a prayer. And I begged God for his forgiveness. He said, and then I stopped breathing next to my wife. I do know, though, from the police officer that he did tell me that her head was turned. I don't even know how to describe this. It's almost like that he still took care of her, even in the end. I feel like your mom keeps showing me Romeo and Juliet. Like it's... He was her Romeo. He was everything to her. Your mom said, there are no regrets. She says, just the regret of what we left you with. I feel like your mom was just like the fear of not knowing or imagining what it was going to be like for me was far more devastating than me just dying. There's something about your mom that she's so adamant on how she is defending and saying this was the right decision for the situation. And and I said to her, I go, I don't know how you expect me to say this to your daughter and your granddaughter. And she looked at me and she says, because it's the God's honest truth, Teresa. There's a lot of people that they have different feelings. Some people don't like my dad and are really mad and angry at him because they think that he did it to be mean and out of malice. And Look, those are the exact words that your mom had me use. Your mom saying that your dad's soul is taking responsibility because it was and it wasn't out of malice. And I know that 100%. I've always known that. Listen, this, I am in very unfamiliar territory right now. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. So I have had souls come through and said, yes, I've, I, I murdered my spouse and then I took my own life. It has happened. It is not all that common. I've had souls where I can only see the person that was murdered but I can't hear or feel or sense anything from the person that actually did it. From the second I got into this reading, I didn't even get through my speech. What did I say to you? There's a mother and father energy fighting to get through and your mom pushed, here's this little itty bitty mom, pushed this big man out of the way to get through. And then for her to say what she had me say, that if you could not have changed anything that day, And little by little, she gave information to let this unfold so you can start to heal. 
Because your mom literally, and I don't know if this would be your mom, but she goes, I don't give a shit what other people think or what other people say. Is that her? It's almost she like- she wanted to get her point across, yes. Your mom was very adamant on how she decided to tell me what she did and when she did and how she had me say it. Fair enough? Yes. She was very, it was almost like step by step. And for me to say, oh, I see this man. Is this your dad? To even question it. And then to be like, hmm, not hear anything. I could see him not getting anything. But then all of a sudden from a distance, I hear, I'm sorry. And then I literally watched the soul grow. I have never in my life. In the work that I've done for over two decades, have witnessed, felt, channeled anything remotely close to what your parents have done right now. And I also find myself in this position as well because I don't want anyone listening or anyone thinking, oh, we could just go ahead and kill ourselves and then we'll leave peacefully on the other side. It doesn't work like that. If it is not our soul's time to leave in that block of time of our soul's destiny, it's not going to happen. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all carry around different stressors. Some are big and some are small, right? But at the end of the day, when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You know, therapy just isn't for people who experience major trauma. Therapy, I find for myself, is great for learning positive coping skills and also how to set boundaries. And it has empowered me in the best way to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HeySpirit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HeySpirit. Your mom looked at your dad and she said to me, 
we knew always that we could not live without each other. It was something that we've said from day one that we've met. And no matter what we went through with our lives, we always knew that we were going to die together. That makes sense because two weeks before this happened, they brought me into their bedroom and they were talking about where his guns were, where there was a life insurance policy. And I was like, why are you guys telling me all this? I don't need to know all this. I don't, you know, it's not going to happen anytime soon. It all makes sense. Can I say this to you, Shandy? Was there a time before where your mom, you thought that something was going to happen to her prior and or your dad before this? To my father, yeah. Okay, because I just asked your dad, I said, I need you to validate that this was your soul's time to leave the physical world. He had a massive heart attack and he was black widowed a few years before this. What does that mean? When you were like black widowed, meaning that you, that you died and they had brought you back to life. But what your parents have just done has validated everything that spirit has been showing me for over two decades. That when it's your soul's time, You can't just make decisions and say, you know what, I'm leaving and try to take your own life and then you'll live happily on the other side. It has to be the soul's time because your dad said to me, he goes, I never should have survived that heart attack. Mm -mm. He was in ICU for a week afterwards. And your mom looked at me and said, God gave him back to me because I couldn't live without him. Did you find a note or did you find the start of a note or something? I haven't found anything. I've always looked thinking maybe I just want something. And I never found anything. Your dad showed me this. This is why I asked you. I don't know if this is what you've been looking for or if this is what you have found. I have never had a soul say to me, did you find the start of a note or a few things written down? But he had me write down, I'm sorry, I love you. And I almost feel like it was, I don't know if it's something that he wanted to leave, your mom wanted to leave. Because as much as I feel as it was planned out, it wasn't planned out. I feel like it's more of like they discussed it, but we never knew when. And that's why I tell you, if I wouldn't have gone to church, it wouldn't have happened. Like, I don't ever think it wouldn't have happened that moment, but that doesn't mean it wouldn't have happened that night or it would have happened the next day. Or Jordan, how old were you at the time? It was 2007, so I was like six years old. And what if we did that? Shandy, this is the other side of the coin. This validates my whole, and I'm going to say this freaking conversation with you before we started, during my speech, even through our darkest day of tragedy. This is the thing that I, that amazes me about spirit and frustrates me in the same breath of when people are like, don't understand what I do. Or, oh, I had to have known. 
No. I didn't know a thing. And where in God's name would I think that any of this would even be possible? That this is like something out of a Lifetime movie. This is something you see on TV. This isn't something that happens in someone's life or someone that I think that would I be reading sitting in front of me. Mm-mm. There'd be no way for you to know all of this. No way. But the strength and the determination of your parents of to say, when they had me say in the beginning, things happen for me, not to me. And now I'm saying to myself, when your mom says, I need you to repeat that to my daughter. And I'm saying, how, how, what, what am I supposed to say to that? And then she says, okay, well, it might not have been at that moment of church, but what if she didn't go to church that morning and then she went to go get Jordan and bring Jordan back over and then they found us. She said, these are the things of where you have to stop and say, if I didn't go to church that day, what if I would have brought Jordan over there with me? And your mom's like, and don't say that wouldn't have been true because you know it could have very well have been the God's honest truth. I was actually there. And the reason that I didn't get to go back there and go into their room, it was because it was close to Christmas time. And they always shopped for Christmas presents like beforehand. And they all just sat out in their room. And so I wasn't allowed to go back there because I would have seen my Christmas presents. So she says, that's the other side of the what if. She says, it doesn't always have to be the what if, then they never would have died. And I think that's why they spent time in the beginning of the session and saying, we talked about this before. Did your mom have trouble remembering or did she have trouble trying to articulate words? There were a couple words that my aunt and her would, my aunt would make fun of her about saying, but I don't know what that word was. I don't remember it. Look, my job is just to make sure that I'm interpreting the information correctly. And again, I am in very unfamiliar territory here. This is not something that I've ever experienced in this way before. It's fine. I do it all the time. Like I can't say rhinoceros, um, the, rhino, the, the rhino, like rhin- rhinoceros. I was going to say rhinosaurus. Rhinoceros. <laughs> That's cute. Some days I can say it, but a majority of the time I can't. There are a couple of words that I can't say. And I literally just said to your mom, I go, what a way of you to be able to articulate in such a way that your daughter can start to heal from your death. Because now you're remembering certain things. Look, it's very easy for people on the outside looking in to say, oh, this, that, and the other thing. Fair enough. Very easy. But until you're in it, until you're in the situation, and I love what your mom is saying, how they are here to remind you of all these other little things that started to happen a month before their death. Of all little things that you can say. It's one of those things where you look back and go, oh my God, those were the little signs that were leading up to. But there is no way that you ever would have thought or knew when and how. No. With every ounce of me, your mother makes me feel like I have the f- my finger on the trigger and I can't, I can't pull it back. I can't do it. 
And it's almost like your mom just turns her head and closes her eyes, takes this breath. And then for this second, he, it's that strength that he gets to pull it back and then immediately to himself. Cause I can't have that time to think. Mm-mm. No. And, and I feel like, and I don't even know how this could be determined in an autopsy, but he, and this is your mom. Oh no, Teresa, the way that you just described it, that's exactly what they told my daughter in the autopsy. It was like seconds of, we died, you know, of the gunshot wounds. And I'm like, well, how do they know that? And your mom's like, they know everything. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is when I found my dad and I, called 911. I never even said somebody shot my dad. I remember specifically saying my dad shot himself. Like I already knew without knowing. You know what I mean? Like I said before, I don't know if there's medium etiquette, but your mom made me feel like the power of love. There's no relationship that is perfect. Fair enough. Nothing is bad. But I feel like that there would be 20 of the couples that you would be like, oh, yeah, he would. I understand why he shot his wife. Yep, I know why. But your mom is making me feel like there's not one person that would be like that would understand why. No. And she says it all came down to an illness, not wanting to suffer and to live without each other. And we made this pact. And I feel like she's like, that's it, end of story. I don't even know the whole story about Romeo and Juliet, but I know they couldn't be together for whatever reason because of situations. So they ended up taking their life together, right? I think they drank poison, is that what they did? Yeah. Romeo and Juliet? I don't know. I'm right there with you, Teresa. I have no idea. Thank you. Okay, good. (laughs) I know it's Shakespeare, okay? So I don't, we don't need any comments or emails or any comments about this. Like, who are these two? Who's Shandy and Teresa? They don't know, but we know it's Shakespeare. We know. (laughs) We know the story behind. (laughs) We know the story, but I feel like it's this thing of where it has to do with love. And I also love how in this moment, your mom got us to because I was even in this moment of tears and finding myself not being able to get out of that emotion. And here she just had us laughing. And to me, that is the greatest gift that spirit can give any of us is the gift of a smile and laughter, especially through our darkest days. And it's almost like your mom, and I feel like she stands there with your dad holding hands and saying, please do not let the way that we died define who we are. They just showed me their names carved like in a door jam or something. There has to be something because I feel like it's it validates the power of who they are. They each had ring from Hawaii. And in Hawaiian, they had wore each other's names on their finger. <laughs> were they Hawaiian names? Mm-hmm. But they were there. It was in, like, her name was Sherry. And I think it was, like, Kiliana in, or 
illegal yeah, so in it would, Hawaiian it would be or like, something like that? Like they show it to me as Native American, how they will refer to me as like the little one or little owl. So that's my symbol for the, and I'm not Native American, but it's, I have that soul connection with Native. And is when that, they sh- wait, you're saying that that's what's coming through? Yeah. So they want me to talk about the Native Am- American. She's Native American. Who is? That's my, my grandma. grandma. Shut up. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> On her death certificate, it states how much she is. And like, we're enough Native American to be able to have like the Native American insurance and all that. My soul is just Native American. I have no other, but it's who I am. It's what I am built of and from. So she didn't have Native American name. She, they had Hawaiian name. Mm-hmm. And they each wore each other's name. Got it. I literally just said to your mom subconsciously, I go, how did you get the names? <laughs> and, you're, and I feel like your dad just looked at me and just started laughing. like it's almost like okay now they're gonna be friends forget about the reading they're gonna be friends (laughs) but that's like how your mom was right Mm -hmm, very much I I love how she just showed that side of her because it's almost like this is what I need you to remember we're always going to go back to that moment that day. We're still going to even do the should of the could of the would of the only if the whole thing we're going to, but the difference is going to be, you're going to stop and you're going to replace it with something powerful, empowering, something positive. Maybe it's how they wore each other's names. Maybe it's the moment of you saying, yeah, by the end of the reading, Teresa and my mom were like besties, like, (laughs) but does that make sense? Yes. Don't let the way that we passed to define who we are. They don't even want me to say who we were, who we are. If your mom didn't tell me that she died suddenly and tragically, I never in a million years would have thought for one minute that this would have happened. I literally would have been like, okay, mom died tragically, but then dad died of a broken heart. That's how they make me feel. And the fact that you understand and get every single message that they had me deliver here today is astounding to me and gave the both of you all these little things in saying, we're okay. I feel like I've always felt that but I think that sometimes she's questioned it Mm -hmm. just because of other people in the family saying stuff um so for me I'm glad that yeah listen it was more always me that was like the questioner like between the both of us that was like questioning like what actually and you even said it like what actually happened that day And those have been my exact words multiple times over the past however long, right? Here's the thing that I think I admire the most. They even had, what did your mom have me say? I don't give a bleep. (laughs) Right? Remember she had me say that before? Uh Uh-huh. And also having me say, it's very easy 
for outsiders or other people to look in or find their own scenarios. This is the thing about being human. (laughs) One of the things that I think is uh, that we do to a fault. We judge, right? Or we make these preconceived notions because it's very easy to blame or to put things on other people, right? So that you can deal with it better. Yep. Yep. And we do it in so many different ways. But at the end of the day, that's what people do. It's whether, is that the way they deal with their own grief, their own guilt, their own burdens? I don't know. But if it makes other people feel better, like I'll use this scenario, if it makes other people feel better in saying negative things about me, go right ahead. I don't care. I, I know the truth, <laughs> right? If it makes you feel better. And you know what? Sometimes you just make yourself look stupid <laughs> by saying things. I almost feel like this is from your parents. It's the same thing. Who would try to rationalize things? Would your mom try to rationalize things? More than him, yeah. Okay, because your mom just looked at me. Now you're going to have to, if this sounds like your mom, she just looked at me and she goes, yeah, so what's the difference between this or hospice, Teresa? And I said to her, I go, I can't say that. And she literally looked at me and said, you have to say what I tell you to say. She says, it just goes to show how people will justify certain things. She says, because hospice was the next thing for me. Do you understand that? Was there no treatment left for her? There was never any type of treatment anyways that we knew of. I always thought it was weird because it was just... She didn't talk to us about that part very often. So that I don't know that much about that part other than it would cause her extreme headaches. Your mom is, she's a very unique person because she just said to me, she goes, oh, watch me die slowly. And your mom then just said to me, she says, but what I did take and what I regret is that I took away you being able to say goodbye to me. She says, and for that, I am sorry. She says, I robbed you of that. I might have taken so much from you, she says, but I really did. That was the one thing that you wished you were able to do was to sit with me and to tell me that it was okay. And I took that from you. And I am sorry from that. Do you specifically connect with white butterflies? What? Butterflies. <laughs> you have some sort of sorcery going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, butterflies definitely because I, I found a little caterpillar in their backyard that turned into a butterfly. And then I swear the same butterfly comes back every single year. And I always say that it's my grandma. But you said white which is our cousin's last name. So like the other side of the family, which that reminded me of that too. Okay. Listen, they're your validations. It's, it's up to you to place them on how they fit for you. I think a lot of people might connect with butterflies, but like you're specifically saying, and I feel like it's the same butterfly that comes back every year. It's not common. So know that whatever you sense and feel to be, to know that it is real. 
And I don't even know where to begin to say what a phenomenal experience you had. I know it does not make this easy in any way, shape, or form. But hopefully when you remember your parents, when you remember your grandparents, you know that your grandmother's soul is safe and at peace with God. That's all I ever wanted for both of them to know that they were okay because there's been so many times that I've had like a dream of one but not the other. And then I question myself mm-hmm. if it wasn't real or it it wasn't really them and you brought them to me. But here's the thing, Shandy, they never left you. They allowed me to show you that they are still with you. I literally watched the soul go to a different level on the other side in this very moment. I've never witnessed anything like that before. And I don't know if I ever will. That makes me so What an incredible experience you had, the both of you. Because you know what, Shandy, by you being a part of this was able to allow Jordan to see a different side of this entire thing that happened with your parents and her grandparents to get to witness it firsthand, not just by being told through someone else. And it's almost like the story being told from them, from the way they saw it, right, wrong, or indifferent. It's from how they viewed it. And there is not a shot in the dark that I would know any of that. Not a chance. So I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my gift, but more importantly, for trusting me with the souls of your departed loved ones in such a, all passings are sensitive. I thank you because I never would have thought in a million years. I used to watch your show and I would say, God, I just want to, I just want to talk to her. I just want her to do a reading for me. And yesterday she surprised me because I was on vacation. I came down to the Valley just for this. My husband and I are up in Munns Park and she surprised me and she came up there for my birthday yesterday. What? And yeah. And she, we're outside and she goes, mom, I got to tell you something. She goes, it's going to be your favorite birthday present ever. And I was like, what? And she goes, I contacted Teresa Caputo and they just responded to me. I was like, what? (laughs) I started crying because never would I have thought. I even said like when I was like messaging, getting it all set up and everything, I was like, this is not like, this is not real. This is not something that happens to us. This is insane. Well, it's real and it did happen to you. (laughs) But you know what? This is what I say. Thank your parents. Thank your grandparents because they're the ones that did it. True. It's their work from the other side. So, well, happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My name is Jordan and I'm from Arizona. I'm Shandy and I'm from Arizona. It gave me peace of mind knowing and the things that she told me, I know that she could have never known and so it, it's really helped me emotionally she had mentioned like something about butterflies and i was just like holy cow like nobody would have ever known that because i don't i don't like openly talk about that to people or i've never told anybody like oh the same butterfly comes to visit me but somehow like she brought up butterflies and that was insane i'm just so grateful for the opportunity and the experience it was one in a lifetime so i'm just really happy that we got to go ahead and do this together she was amazing i mean you know this she's grown up with me watching her on tlc and you know hearing me always say god i want to see her gosh i you know that's i want that more than anything and to be able to have the experience that we just had from her it's a one in a million and nobody will be able to take that from us and it was the best birthday gift ever. <laughs> hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at teresacaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.